Welcome everyone to the Milking It Podcast, the podcast that tugs the tea to popular culture until it explodes all over your face. Uh, this episode is episode 45. Uh, it's a little bit of a mini episode this time. Uh, there's a little bit from me now, uh, and then we're going to go into a discussion that we had the other day. I have a cat on my lap. Hello, cat. Podcat Luna has joined us. And is pushing the microphone off the desk. Thank you, Luna. That's really not, not useful. So try that again, shall we? Um, yes. So basically, um, we've been away for a while. Um, there's been some different issues, uh, and uh, we got while Boo was unavailable, I got together with Dino and said that we'd uh, Dino of the Totally Insane Tape Show and said that we should do an episode. Um, that episode then, uh, because Boo suddenly became available, uh, became a Totally Insane Tape Show episode, which which came out on uh, Friday of last week. Um, it was really good. It was really good fun to chat to them, uh, even though my computer decided to die on me. Um, I've been uh, quite ill with a bad throat infection since that episode. Uh, I'm sure you can hear it in my voice at the time, and I'm sure you can still hear the uh, the, the last bits of it now as I remain all bunged up and ridiculous. Um, so, uh, in this one, we're going to talk about WrestleMania. This is a clip from the episode. Um, we're not getting together uh, as normal this time around, uh, but... We're here to discuss WrestleMania and our thoughts on it. Because WrestleMania is this weekend. Uh, Boo and I will be back together in the podcast studio talking about WrestleMania. The fallout from WrestleMania and the Hall of Fame and uh, the Monday Night Raw afterwards. And uh, whether Luna survives the weekend if she does not continue to play with things. What are you doing? Yeah, you may as well purr. Um, So yes, (laughs) this is the (laughs) one... (laughs) <laughs> one of the most garbled intros ever to uh, a Milking podcast. Um, but yes, welcome everyone to the Milking podcast. Uh, this is the one where we talk about WrestleMania. Uh, so yes, sit back, relax, enjoy. There's also a bit from Jay at the end uh, with one of his wonderful drop-ins. Uh, and we will be back to normal next week. I've got the episode uh it's probably the wrestlemania i'm the least interested in which i think i said the same last year um it doesn't even have the attraction of being like oh it's the 30th so we're going to start off with like Hogan it's not even got a number Rock. this year it's, it? it's, it's worse than that. yeah Dave, it's worse than that there's no undertaker streak there's no special anniversary number mm. there's no marking match that's expected to be anything spectacular um I'm. I'm not going to. I, I don't go with the rest of the popular opinion. I like to be surprised um, in, in what they do. So Reigns versus um, Lesnar. 
I'm going. Uh, the only less, thing I'm interested in is the result. I don't care yeah, about yeah. the match. I'm just interested in the result. I like the Rusev Cena thing, even though they've kind of killed it off already by already having action. Um, what else is there? There's a tag match I couldn't give a fuck about with the girls. Sting Triple H. I'd be interested in seeing that because it's. It, I just want to see Sting in the ring. You know, see he's not wrestled for how long now? Two years. Yeah, probably yeah, eighteen months. But he's... <laughs> uh, only in the WWE's eyes. I saw him in a match with Jeff Hardy, that, and Sting was uh, very good. It lasted about two and a half minutes. Um... Yeah, I believe he d- d- did a, a, a really good roll-up in that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was Jeff Hardy was smoking the roll-up before the match. Um... <laughs> but yeah, that even that hasn't kind of intrigued me, and you know. I, I, I have the network, but I'm still obviously I'll be up and watching it live because I'm a ridiculous mark. But um, yeah, you're actually going to sit up and watch it live? Yeah, I think so because like, like last <coughs> sorry, excuse me, um, like last year I, I stayed up live and watched it. It was the first event I'd watched live for years, and it was really cool because like uh, Boo and I were oh, sort of sending messages and everything else. But it was just it was nice to watch WrestleMania live. Um, I imagine I'll probably do the same thing this year. I've got a couple of days off work, so I think I'll probably do it. I sadly, I think I'll probably do the same with the Hall of Fame, even though the Hall of Fame this year is probably the weakest Hall of Fame. I think even before they announced Kevin Nash on Monday or whenever you're listening to this, but um, yeah, he's the last one they're going to announce. But uh, it's a really bad Hall of Fame this year. Have they? They've announced. So this year they've announced who was it? The Rikishi, the Bushwhackers, Jumbo, Tsara, Medusa, Army. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Army. Yeah. Army. Sorry. Yeah, that might have flare Thing is, I only remember Jumbo Tatsunami from a Royal Rumble. In one of the Royal Rumbles. He he held the like heavy. Is that the same one with Sava Simba where Roddy Piper goes? That's Tony Atlas. No. <laughs> Just to piss off Vince McMahon. <laughs> do not, Roddy, do not mention, do, quite frankly, we do not want them to know that that is Tony Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> That's Tony Atlas! Ah. <laughs> uh, He's yes. just uh, he's just embracing his uh, his, uh, his uh, heritage. African roots. Uh, his African roots. Uh. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, that's where we're going with that one. But uh, yes, Tatsu <laughs> Fujinami is is in there. Um, yeah, Rikishi, <laughs> um, the Bushwhackers, uh, Kevin uh, Nash. <laughs> Nash is quite entertaining, but I mean, match going is a good thing. But then you don't have him to do the. Speech, of course, which means you, you're going to end up with Lanny Poffo doing his whole kind of. I'm going to tell you a poem now about myself <laughs> and how I got everybody in the world over. By the way, did I mention I invented the word macho? Um, <laughs> and this is the moment where we go when and I yes. Yeah. And Randy said to me, Lanny, you're the greatest sports entertainer in Lanny, the world. Lanny, I'd like you to introduce me in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, no. A uh, genius. Um, <laughs> yes. The Brothers Beverly. Uh, 
Oh, yes. Brother. Oh, yes. Marvelous, Dave. Marvelous. He had a count out victory against Hulk Hogan, though. Oh. Mm, yes, well done. Well done, yes, very nice. It did very well in the Battle Royal, because he wore a, a suit of armour. Yes, I remember him well. Yes. Well, let's let's all look forward to seeing uh, Lanny Poffo. the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Leaping Lanny, who, by the way, is rumoured to be able to suck his own dick. Yes, That's what I, I've, I've, I've read that rumour, yes, indeed. I've, I've, yes, I've, I've, I've been saying. Anyway. Well, the brother um, of <laughs> Try telling a poem with that in your mouth, son. So yes, that's our thought on WrestleMania. <laughs> oh yeah, and the Undertaker. <laughs> the Undertaker Bray Wyatt. There is no way the Undertaker. Oh, sorry, my throat is. Blown. Yeah, he's giving you stuff. Give up the ghost, David. There is no way that the Undertaker can lose that. Surely. Not two years in a row. No, he can't. It, it, it's it's got to be that he goes over. Bray Wyatt is left. Like, where, where does that leave Bray Wyatt, though? You know, it's you can't call him down and then not get destroyed because he got beat last year. He's got to go over this year, so it just seems a, a really weird thing to do to a character that potentially has so much talent and you know it, it could be your that he could be the Undertaker. You know, build him up. He could be that character. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> it's my thought. But, yeah. I don't have the network, and I, I have no intention of even stealing it this year. <laughs> and unfortunately, I'm working very early the next day, so I'm actually going to have to miss it live this year. Which is one of the first years um, that I've missed it live. I'm attending, a di- I'm attending an independent wrestling show the day before, and then I've got work the next day, so I'm not going to have time, but I will be sure to check that out. Hmm. Want to give a plug to the independent wrestling show? Um, yes, actually. Go on, because they're a really, really good bunch of people. I will be at World War Wrestling 2, uh, featuring Aisha Ray taking on Scarlet. Uh, I'm very looking forward to that match. Um, and that is on Saturday the 27th March, apparently. Uh, let me just double check, otherwise. Uh... Oh, you forgot your promo cutting thing here. Plus, you the day where it is. Who you wrestling? Um, well, you know, I, I'm doing I'm doing the Bulimon gimmick at the moment on the show. So, uh, I don't. Know, let me just get the details up. He probably he, I probably should plug it because uh, he's very supportive of both our shows. Um, person. Oh shit. Okay. So. What I meant to say was, <clears throat> I'll be attending uh, World War Wrestling 2 on the March the 28th. Uh, that is all going down at a venue. <laughs> <laughs> what time? Saturday the 28th of March at 6.15. I shall be at World War Wrestling 2. And that's going to be at the Woodlands Sport and Arts Centre, the uh, Woodlands Road, uh, UK. Don't forget, um, featuring... Such uh, standouts on the UK independent circuit, such as Chuck Cyrus, the owner, uh, sorry, the henchman, who I'm a massive fan of, um, and of course Aisha Ray taking on Scarlet. I'm uh, really looking forward to that, and it will give me a nice uh, taste of uh, the wrestling weekend to come when I do, in fact, check out WrestleMania. 
Indeed, that was our small chit-chat about WrestleMania and uh, what we thought about it. Um, like I say, uh, there will be a proper discussion episode uh, after the event uh, when we'll be pulling together uh, what happens at Mania, what happens at the Hall of Fame, what happens at the Raw following and uh, do our sort of usual look at uh, the uh, the state of the uh, the wrestling business. Um, it's been a strange week, like I say. Uh, that was clipped from the most recent Totally Insane tape show. Um, you can find them on Stitcher, on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on YouTube. They are all over the place. Uh, also on uh, Twitter, uh, etc. So just follow the links from themilkitpodcast.com and uh, you can get on board with them, uh, Dino and Boo, providing quality entertainment every single week. Um, so, uh, as I said, there is a special treat for those who took the teat. Uh, it's been a while, but we're back. And uh, I have a special little thing from Jay Hodgkin, a regular contributor. He's been here since day one. Uh, in fact, he's a founding father of the Milking It podcast. Um, so he has the first episode of his uh, Weird Game Facts. And I'll chit-chat to you in a second. As you may have guessed from my abrasive interruptions into the nerd news utopia that is the Milking It podcast, I like games when they're being just a little bit bizarre. There's plenty of weird nuggets in the relatively short history of video games, almost as many weird nuggets as you get in articles about dodgy fast food restaurants. So, let's squat down, get a newspaper out, and lay a fresh curler from my palpating balloon knot as I start yet another occasional series. This time, about the odder facts of the video games you know and love. And also the ones you don't love. And the games that you don't know. And some you do know, but just as friends. Or the ones you hate. Yes, video game weird facts part uno. Or one in English pound sterling. Number one. Mario can jump 27 feet into the air. Based on Mario being the average height of a man in his early to mid-thirties, clever dicks have worked out that the chubby plumber has a rather incredible physical attribute that enables him to leap far higher than any other human on Earth. Far, far higher, in fact, as the real record for leaping vertically up is by Frenchman Candor Zani. He leapt a piffling 60 inches. Compare that to Mario's 27 feet. That's 20 Jay Willie's 60 inches when aroused. Yeah, Formula Q ladies, 3 inches, eh? 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 Number 2. Raiden in Metal Gear Solid 2 was almost super creepy. Yes, plenty of alpha male types were dismayed in 2001, weren't they? When they found out that they would be playing as the androgynous manga ninja Raiden instead of gruff solid snake in Metal Gear Solid 2. It could have ended up even more disappointing for Metal Gear fans if character designer Shinkawa Yoshi had gotten his way. He envisaged Raiden as crawling on all fours like Spider-Man and occasionally licking bird poo off of the Big Shell oil rig. Hideo Kojima rejected the idea, unsurprisingly. But what's weird about licking bird poo? It's delicious. Digested vol tastes just like Honey Nut Cheerios to me. Number three, Silent Hill. What is your setting and what does it do? The school in horror, foggy horror survival romp at Silent Hill seems to be based on the same school as the one in early 90s Arnold comedy vehicle, Kindergarten Cop. Not only is the outside door of the school identical, but several background posters in Kindergarten Cop also appear on walls of the spooky video game school in exactly the same arrangement. That's peculiar, isn't it? 
Oh, I do love a bit of kindergarten cop. I'm a cop, you idiot! It's not a tumor! I'm the party pooper! Ah, quotes. Here's an easy one! Sonic the Hedgehog appeared in what game first? If your answer was Sonic the Hedgehog 1, you know nothing, Jon Snow. Now, if your answer was ZX Spectrum game Fat One Blows a Sparky, you're very strange and probably smell of sour milk and masturbation. The correct answer was as a hanging air freshener, of all things, in a Sega arcade racer called Radmobile, over three months before the release of Sonic's eponymous platform debut on the Sega Mega Drive. Can we bring the word Rad back? Huh? Huh? Can we? Radmobile. How nice is that? Lovely. Number five. There are two, yes, two, Ron Jeremy porno movies called Super Horneo Brothers. And yes, Ron Jeremy plays Mario, because he's a chubby one. But who owns the rights to him? Well, surprisingly, Nintendo. Yep, yep, Nintendo. Nintendo bought the rights to them in order for them to be completely unavailable to the general public. <laughs> then I wanna see them. Number six. It was actually really hard to buy an NES in America. The Nintendo Entertainment System was, until the release of the Wii, the biggest selling console in North American history. When it was first released in the US in 1985, though, you had a bloody struggle to find it. Coming so soon after Atari screwed the pooch with the video game's crash of 83, retailers wanted the square root of diddly squat to do with any new console, especially a console from a Japanese company that no one in the States had ever heard of. Now, to acquire an NES console at launch, you had to write to Nintendo, who would then direct you where to buy one. Excellent. It's okay. There are three shops with them. No, not retail chains. Just three shops in the whole of the US. And two of them were in the same state. Well, I can only suggest they must have sold pretty quickly. Seven. Harry Potter was nearly, nearly a Nintendo franchise. Yes, back in the days of PS1s, N64s and Sega Saturns, there was no small amount of buzz about a book series that originated in the UK. None other than The Boy Who Lived, Harry Potter. Nintendo, yes, them again, offered a truckload of money to author J.K. Rowling to make games based on the novels exclusively for its own consoles. She declined a pitch from the Japanese right, instead selling the game rights to EA, whose titles were a bit close to the movie adaptions and crucially appeared on all formats, thus making J.K. Rowling a lot more money. So, no Harry Potter in Super Smash Bros. or Mario Kart, then? Yet. Number eight, the original Xbox was super expensive to Microsoft. In order to break PlayStation's stranglehold on the console market, Microsoft decided to make the Xbox a loss leader and sold the console at a loss of $125 per console. Now, by the end of the Xbox's retail lifetime, Microsoft had lost $4 billion. $4 billion. That's more money than anyone's ever heard of ever. Even Scrooge McDuck or the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. They've never heard of that. 9. Golden Axe Yelling Ever wondered 
why the enemy death screams from the chop, chop, flying kick off the side of a turtle village arcade classic Golden Axe always sounded so out of place and weirdly loud. That's because they weren't designed for the game itself at all. They're actually ripped and altered digitised screens from various movies such as Rambo and perhaps more obviously Conan the Barbarian. Golden Axe, eh? Do you remember that? Goldnacks, elves, Battenberg coloured chicken dragons, weird giant eagles with skeletons as nits and a giant bald spot that ran down its entire body that you could walk down. What a crazy game that was, eh? 10. 1080p on PlayStation 2. What? Now, looking at the PlayStation 2 games, it's a depressing experience these days. Emotion Engine be damned! Blurry, blocky, choppy visuals all displayed on old, shitty, crapper vision. Now, what would you do if I told you to bust that old console free of its dust-covered moorings? Because that old boy could display its blocky, choppy visuals in full 1080p. Yes, yes it could. Impressive, eh? Only four games were optimised for it, though. Gran Turismo 4, Motor Racing Title Tourist Trophy... And RPG Valkyrie Profile 2 were joined by one other title. You won't believe what it is. It's Jackass, the video game. Yes, Johnny Knoxville's Jackass. So, I stand alarmed and indeed finished. Gitty asked back to the studio. Take it away, boys! that was the very slightly strange episode 45 uh, a little bit of a Wrestlemania um, preview and then followed by Jay Hodgkin's first episode of his Weird Games Facts which I'm sure you will have enjoyed um, I've been David Davis for Boulamont we will join you next week for a proper episode as always thank you to John Sands for the music thank you Dino for your wonderful artwork thank you Jay for your drop in sir um, we will be back to normal uh, but you can follow us every single day of the week on the Mill podcast.com or via at TikToker, which is our Twitter. Um, hopefully, my voice will be back to normal, and uh, hopefully, uh, my issues that I'm having with my hard drive. Um, just I haven't, I didn't mention it. I should have mentioned it in the intro. One of the reasons why there's no adverts in this episode is because my external hard drive has failed, um, which contains everything <laughs> it's got every single bit of jingle and advert and stuff that I've used over the years um, for putting together the Milking It podcast so I'm desperately trying to get that to work again so I can recover some of those items and I'm learning the uh, the wonders of backing up stuff. Uh, thankfully I found the original emails that John sent me uh, with the, the, the intro music on and the stuff uh, so that that, that's recovered um but there's a lot of stuff that isn't uh, including a lot of artwork and stuff which is um heartbreaking if i can't get that back but anyway uh, I'll, I'll keep you informed bilksters uh, when we talk next week thank you very much for joining me i've been david davis and uh enjoy your week sir i've got the feeling, got the feeling.